Scott Maxwell writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. Every Wednesday at this time, we spend a few minutes with Mr. Maxwell, usually talking about what he's writing about and what he's thinking about. Please welcome Scott Maxwell back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you guys doing? Doing very well. Thank you for Great. asking. I don't know if we talked about this before. I was scrolling through uh, some of the columns you've written about. I don't know if this is recent or it's not too long ago. And you're uh, writing about the school board and uh, starting times for high schools. Yes, sir. That was July. We didn't talk about that, did we? I don't think so. Because no, I think you were taking either the school board members or candidates for the, or for school board to task. Because yeah. you said you're better off getting a response from a corpse than you are yeah. from school board members or candidates for the school board. I believe board. I said in terms of responsiveness, the Orange <laughs> County School Board was akin to a, yes, decade-old corpse. I always, yeah. Now, what's the argument? I always thought, you know, getting especially high school kids to high school early in the morning is useless because, what, they don't go to sleep until three that bell rings at seven ten or something seven fifteen. it's ridiculous so it, it, you're right mo so they they actually as of this year have set all high schools in orange county at a start time at, at seven twenty. Mm. so the first bell's ringing around seven fourteen. keep in mind every school bus that keeps there has to get them there 30 minutes beforehand okay for, for free breakfast so now you're back to six forty-five. that's the latest any bus is going to go, which means pickups start around 545. Uh, so you're, you, nice. and then, then you set that back up for when you got to get up. It's, it's wackadoo. And, and the reason it, it, it is, is, is not because you'll sometimes have parents just go, well, they need to go to bed earlier. They need, that's what they need to do. The, the science is clear on this, if you care about science. And Lord knows I'm aware that some people do not. But the science is clear on this, that teenage bodies are not like other people's bodies. They got hormones whizzing through them. Their brains are whirring. And <laughs> and they just don't shut down at the same time anybody else. So even if you put them in bed, their brain still is awake till midnight or 1 a.m. Right. Uh, and, and so the American Academy of Pediatrics, the Center for Disease Control, everybody that has ever studied this issue has said high school should not start before eight o'clock, uh, and, and by the way, that's what—that's when it starts in most of America. Uh, and we've been talking about this for three or four years. And the Orange County School Board hemmed and hawed and clutched their pearls. And oh my God, we might have to spend a dollar if we want to do this and get more school buses. And so then they said, you know what? We're not even really sure parents want this. So they delayed another year. They spent God knows how much money conducting a survey of every all the parents and students in Orange. County. And all of them said. Yes, move the damn things back. Eight o'clock. That's what time everybody should go to school. And then they hemmed in some hods some more. And it's been four years now, and here we are at seven twenty nine. Well, I mean, is there any excuse whatsoever? Is it just you know, or is it 
are they afraid of getting some kind of negative blowback from a certain percentage of parents who say, what are you screwing around with that for? You know, I got to get to work and I need those kids, uh, you know, gone out of the house by whatever time it is. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the concern? It's mainly money. Well, they'll tell you it's mainly money. I'm going to tell you it's mainly that they're, bunch of lazy asses is what it is because right now they got a bus <laughs> schedule and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna argue that it's not complicated you got to get a bus out to bisload down here sure. you got to take it out to well, popka and get it to make sure everybody's there and then it's got to leave to go so we can go run the elementary school run and a lot of it comes from the fact that we don't pay enough for our schools you shouldn't have to have a bus running three routes in a row i, I absolutely concede that point uh but this is not like putting a man on jupiter uh this this is what uh <laughs> School districts all over America do, and budgets are just a matter of priority. The Orange County School Board District's budget is four billion. That's four billion dollars. And when the past school board chair, Bill Sublette, uh, said, "You know what? Maybe, maybe." We will have to buy a few more buses. Maybe we will have to hire a few more drivers. It's going to cost two million, three million, maybe six million dollars. He said that's a rounding error. And what we do, right. budgets are a matter of priorities, and we can do that. He said it four years ago. He said it three years ago. He said it to me yesterday after I wrote the column, and he said, thanks, I'm leaving, but keep on them. Uh, and, and, and so anyway, I decided I needed to – if there was any hope that the, the current crop isn't doing anything, I should at least pull the, the new ones coming. Yeah, I can't, unfortunately, and I'm embarrassed to say I can't even tell you who's a member of the Orange County School Board. No, they're, they're, people don't pay a whole lot of attention to them, uh, and we have a new school chair uh, race going on now. Bill Sublet has been the chair for the last eight years, the first chair we've ever had. Uh, but yeah, but you know what? You know what? Uh, you, you should find out, and you know you should find out. Oh, sure. And uh, and I've been to two forums. I moderated one on Monday night and uh, went to one last week. You, you don't have to do that, but look at look at the newspaper, you know, or uh, check out their websites. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everybody in general because uh, my my goodness, this is one of those things people talk about. They care about. These are the ones who 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 deal with these problems. If you think there's too much testing, if you think teachers are underpaid, a lot of it's legislators and they host over public schools regularly. Uh, but uh, but these local decisions about things like start times and athletics and everything else that that's your school board. What what happened to the political future of Bill Sublet? I mean, Bill Sublet, he wanted to be Orlando mayor. As a matter of fact, I endorsed him many, many years ago. That didn't work out too well for uh, Mr. No, Sublet. But uh, then he was the, uh, was he a state rep for a while? I mean, he's had certain political positions. And didn't he have his eye on, on becoming mayor of Orange County? He did. I believe your endorsement catapulted him into fifth place in a four-way race. Yeah, so yeah. what, I mean, what happened to his designs? I mean, after, so he said, okay, that's it for the being the chairman or president or whatever they call him anymore at the school board, but I thought he had a design in running for, for mayor. I will tell you what I think. What happened? Um, uh, so, so first of all, Buddy won that, and this is a blue city, uh, and, there, and there's no doubt about that, and, and Buddy's a, a Democrat or a chambercrat, depending on what you, you, you want to describe him. So he did lock that down. That probably wasn't him his to win. But the other reason Bill Sublette probably didn't go on, because what, what you may also be remembering is he ran for Congress, and he ran for Congress, and Rick Keller beat him. And one of the reasons that Rick Keller beat him is because there is not really a place for a moderate Republican anymore. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, and that's absolutely what Bill Sublet was. He was the guy who believed in some standardized testing, uh, said, I supported Jeb Bush in some earlier years, but then uh, said, what was one of the few who said, this has gone crazy afterwards. And, and that's actually the point of one of the columns I, I, I have for tomorrow's paper that I just turned in before I called you guys, is uh, we, the, the system is just bleeding the moderation out of anybody, and anybody who's got a sensible chance, uh, I mean, who sounds sensible, doesn't stand a chance in these things. Anymore. Yeah, but I thought so, Bled, because he's just giving up his stint with the school board, right? I thought he had designs after, I mean, this year in running for something, and that 
went by the wayside. No, yeah, I don't know that he. Yeah, I'm sorry, you matter. are right. He was actually going to run for county mayor. County mayor, right? That was another one he talked about, and I think he saw the writing on the wall with Jerry Demings being a pretty strong powerhouse. Uh, like, like I say, this is a, it's a real blue county. Yeah, I've seen so, Jerry's TV ads. I don't think I've seen Jerry's TV I haven't ads either. Are, yeah. are they they're, any good? They're they're okay. They're all right. Right. You know, just mm-hmm. you know, it's a standard, it's a standard political ad. You know, I'm stand for stricter. You know, I'm, I care about the people of Orange County type of thing. I mean, you okay. know, it's just a standard, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Jerry. I I like him. I don't know whether he'd be a good mayor or not. I think he was a fairly decent sheriff. I mean, I actually people seem to the like him. You just gave as casual as it was is dead on. I like him. I think he was a decent sheriff. Yeah. And don't don't mistake that for being problem three because I've had some issues like the. When the deputy fired 128 rounds at one time back in the, back in Pine Hills, but overall been a good one. But I don't know about him being a mayor. So no, I mean, I, you know, I don't know whether he quote stands for something progressive or, you know, here I am and here's where we're going to take Orange County. I mean, it's no. it's the standard uh, political boilerplate. You know, I'm going to look out for the interests of people in Orange County. Well, that's good news. <laughs> I don't expect I, – I think Derry's going to win, but I have to tell you, I've studied the positions of the three guys running yeah, right. uh, for county mayor, and I haven't seen much difference. I don't see anything significant. Uh, I wrote 3,000 words on this but between them. I mean, the Hotel and Lodging Association, for instance, uh, endorsed Jerry Demings. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to expect much different when it comes to hotel tax diversification, which most people want, you know, to start spending that money on cops. And uh, I'm not expecting I'm expecting Jerry Demings to or any of the others to rock the boat on spending other half billion dollars right. on the convention center, which they're talking about doing now. Yeah. I, I think it's going to I'm not looking for anybody to particularly rock the boat. All right. Let so. me get to your column today. And you're essentially yep. writing about, well, the the title of the column is do it for our democracy and write in loophole comma florida straighten me out on this because and i'm a fairly political animal i'm still not quite sure what's happening here when you're talking about this loophole so explain it to me like the four-year-old i am so so 20 years ago uh floridian said uh well let me back up if you know there's a close there's a primary yeah republicans get to go pick their person democrats go get their person the rules are supposed to be that if there are only members of one party then everybody gets to vote it's pretty it's basically the idea is that well otherwise you'd have an elected official that you never elected so if the only two people filing to run for sheriff were democrats everybody gets to vote in that race Republicans can put somebody up if they want, but if they don't, then you don't get to vote. So wait a minute, let me get this straight. So if there's a a Republican, so if there's no Democratic primary and there's a Republican primary for state house, yeah, I can vote in that if I'm a Democrat. Yes, if if that's if there's only Republicans. Yeah. Well, the reason you don't know it, Jim, is because it never happens. (laughs) Okay. That that is what the law says. And by the way, the law was passed as a constitutional amendment that that uh, citizens put on the ballot. It passed in 1998. They basically said, "Hey, what the hell? Uh, it doesn't make any sense to have somebody re- serving me who I never even got a chance to vote on." And they said, "All right, all right, Jerry." But they left a little provision in there that says, if somebody files as a write-in candidate. The primary gets closed again, and the best example that I think a lot of people do remember is two years ago in the state attorney's race. Jeff Ashton was uh, the current state attorney. Right. He's a Democrat. Uh, Democrat 
Aramis Ayala, who was a virtual nobody, right. uh, filed to run. And then at the very last, and, and everybody should have been able to vote. There were no Republicans in there. There were no independents. So everybody in the county should have been able to vote, gotcha. choose between Aramis Ayala and Jeff Ashton. But then near the last minute, one of Aramis Ayala's own supporters, somebody who had donated $1,000 to her campaign, filed to run against her. Now, that should stink, right? Why would somebody who's donating to somebody run against them? Because the only impact gotcha. of that person filing a write-in candidacy, and you actually know him as Bill Vose, uh, the only impact of that was to close the primary. So all of a sudden, no Republicans get to vote. No independents get to vote in that race. And then George Soros, who was backing Aramis Ayala, is able to flood the market with lots of, she's a hardcore Democrat, she's a hardcore liberal. If you're a liberal, vote for her. It's an easier race to control, and Jeff Ashton loses. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, are you? Let me, can, if I can just segue sure. to one last thing. The bigger point that I make and that I tried to do at the end of that column, and it's also for my point of tomorrow's column, is I think we should have these open primaries. I think we should do away with these party primaries altogether. Every time we have these party primaries, it's, it, it, it makes all the candidates run as far left or as far right as they can to pander to the hardcore base, which isn't where most of America is, actually. And the, the analogy I often use is if, the, if, if uh, America is a football field, most of us are somewhere between the four. 40-yard lines, but these races are run in the fringy end zones. And, uh, and what we need to happen is not have party primaries. You just put all the candidates out there, Republican, Democrat, bull moose, and everybody votes. And the top two people move on, and it's really going to combat on the extremism and increase participation in democracy. Thank you very much. Yeah, essentially open primaries, <laughs> and some states do this. I mean, you Most get states. out there and you make your case, top yep. two, you pick, and if it's a, a Republican and a Democrat, you pick, or if it's two Democrats, you pick uh, whoever, or two Republicans, whatever whatever the case might be, you pick the person who you best think would you're be right. able and to do the job. You're correct. You said some. There's about four that do that top two that I am advocating. Most states have open primaries. Four yeah. have, have those uh, top two. And the way I put about it, uh, I tell people to think about it is this. If, let's say if Republicans put up two great candidates and Democrats put up two doofuses, why should we guarantee one of the doofuses a spot on the ballot? <laughs> right. I mean, you, yeah. you should get the two best candidates. Yeah. I don't want a guaranteed doofus spot. And They're... so if you're anti-doofus, get on board with the top two. <laughs> Oh, that's go. good. Huh. Good enough. What's, go. com- that's good. What's coming up with the next column? Any thoughts? We have got that for uh, <laughs> tomorrow's column. And yeah. I just posted it online. And then this weekend, I think, I don't know. I'm going to have to figure it out. All right. Good okay. enough. I'll we'll, let you know. We'll talk next week. Thanks a lot. Good column My today. Always. You got it. Scott Maxwell right. writes Thanks. the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinels. Uh, Shot Doctor is coming down the hallway for casting call that's upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. We like girls from the East Coast cause they're trouble Whoa, whoa, whoa And we like girls from the West Coast cause they don't know any better I'm telling you, this is totally normal, honest Real Radio 104.1